Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another exciting episode of Latinos Who Thrive, the podcast where we celebrate the incredible stories, achievements, and journeys of Latinos making a mark in various fields. I'm your host, Victor Escalante, and I'm thrilled to have you with us today. But before we dive into today's conversation, I want to give a special shout out to our incredible sponsor, Wizard Academy. Whether you're looking to hone your skills, unlock your potential, or simply level up with life, Wizard Academy is here to guide you on your journey to success. Visit them at www.wizardacademy.org for a magical experience in personal and professional development. Now let's jump into the heart of today's episode. We have a phenomenal guest with us, a true maven in the metaverse, and a force to be reckoned with in the tech world. I'm talking about none other than Christina, the metaverse maven. Christina is a trailblazer, a visionary, and a true inspiration to many. With a background that spans the realms of PR, publishing, technology, innovation, and the metaverse, she's been at the forefront of shaping the digital landscape. Her insights are invaluable, and today we have the privilege of delving into her journey, experiences, and the wisdom she's gained along the way. If you're curious to learn about Christina and her incredible work, check out the links in our show notes. So grab your headphones, settle in, and get ready for a conversation that's sure to inspire, empower, and uplift. Without further ado, let's welcome Christina, the Metaverse maven to Latinos who thrive. And now we have Christina Rodriguez. Uh, welcome to Latinos Who Thrive, Christina. Thank you so much, Victor. I appreciate you having me. So, Christina, tell us where you're originally from. I'm originally from Amarillo, Texas. How did you end up in Houston? I ended up in Houston in 2017. I moved out here after I closed down my business in Amarillo, Texas. Tell us how you guys started in business. My first business was um, I was a makeup artist at the age of 18, and I went to makeup art school in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And then after that, I was out there in Florida for about two years, going to Cosmics Makeup Arts School. And then I moved back to Texas, and I opened up my first company, which was um, a makeup academy. Okay, and tell us how you specialized in that field of uh, makeup. Uh, I've known a lot of makeup artists uh, because I've been a professional photographer doing a lot of fashion shows. And so again, uh, I have come across a lot of unique uh, makeup artists. Uh, uh, one of my clients even studied uh, with uh, the makeup artist of Beyonce. So I know something about your field. So tell us Tell us how you position yourself in Houston with your Makeup Academy. My Makeup Academy was never opened in Houston, Texas. When I came to Houston, Texas, I opened my second company, which was Metaverse Maven Agency. And so oh, my gotcha. client was Harley Davidson. And then I serviced the beauty um, industry, which meant like plastic surgeons, dermatologists. After the pandemic hit, um, I had to pivot because I lost about 80% of my clients. After I pivoted, I started a podcast called The Fit Beauty Report, which would, I am a digest of industry news for the beauty and fashion and technology industry. That took off successfully, and it's listened to in over 25 different countries all over the world. And from there, it has just been progressing. And so here recently, um, I opened up my PR firm, and then we have an influencer division as well. 
What were some of the biggest challenges, Christina, in your trajectory uh, as a business uh, owner and entrepreneur? Some of the biggest business is uh, the biggest challenges has been in a living in a city that's not um, very fashionable um, and it's very slow pace. And so I have to travel and I have clients outside of Houston that are based in Las Vegas, Los Angeles and New York and um, here in the future, Paris, France and London. In Amsterdam. That's what I've heard uh, from some people in the industry, especially in fashion, is that uh, Houston is uh, quite a sleepy town, as big as it is, compared to the big markets like New York and LA. Absolutely. That's been the biggest challenges in waking up the sleepiness here. Um, it's been very slow. So the, that has been one of the biggest challenges. Um, we I published a women in tech magazine here in Houston. It did not get as much traction as I, I would like for it. Women tech is still something that people can't get behind. However, there's New York Tech Week, there's Miami Tech Week, there's Los Angeles Tech Week, there's San Francisco Tech Week. I'm part of that. And so I travel outside of Houston and we have communities in Las Vegas, we have community in Los Angeles, we have community in New York. And so the magazine has taken off outside of Houston, just not in Houston yet. Yes, another tragedy that what happens in the East and West Coast still has not totally made it to Houston. <laughs> you would think that as, as big as we are and, and, and as a rising metroplex, that you would have some of the same dynamics, but we don't. No, absolutely. I think that it also has to do with politics and the culture um, and, and, you know, and it's a little bit more, you would think we're progressive, but we're not very progressive as it is. I mean, I spend my summers working with young girls. Uh, me and my board, we work with young girls and we teach them about emerging technologies, entrepreneurship, and we host hackathons um, for these girls. And even still with that, you don't see um, the education in, in Houston at all teaching about emerging technologies. So there's a lot of things in Houston that are still behind. So I I am, you know, a Texas born and raised girl. Um, you know, Amarillo, Texas is where I, you know, uh, was born. I was born actually in a smaller town called Borger, Texas, with a population of 14,000 people. And so um, I always knew I was going to live in a little big city. My family was not surprised when I moved to Houston. My dad brought us here every summer. When um, we well, first he let he took us to Mexico, and I was in Mexico every summer from the age of eight years old until I turned fifteen, and then we were in Houston every summer after that. So they weren't surprised when I moved. But I can't leave Texas. I mean, I'm a Texas girl. I'm Texas born. I'm Texas raised. But I do understand that my profession and you know my passion and the company that I am building and that I am establishing for myself is a different market. And I understand that and I get that. So I feel like um, I'm not going to let that stop me. I think it has been a, the greatest challenge is, you know, the determination to keep going in a city that's very slow and still sleepy. You look like you're either a millennial or a Zoomer. Which is it? I'm in between, actually. So I'm actually right at I'm like the I'm the I'm the last year for the millennial and okay. the first year for the Gen Z. OK, so. Who or what influenced you to become an entrepreneur? I think that I um, 
just always loved seeing my mother. She was an interpreter for the courthouse. And the way that a woman looks in a suit, um, the way that a woman presents herself um, in, in a suit, um, and just seeing her carry her briefcase for all like the documents that she had to carry for um, the clients that she was um, interpreting for, for the attorneys. I feel like that was my first um, impression of what a businesswoman looks like, what a, a businesswoman um, should look like. And I just wanted to be a businesswoman. And I think that that has always been an imprint on me and something that I wanted to be like and look like. So I think that that was the first impression on me to uh, want to become an actual entrepreneur. Sure. Our earliest experiences end up shaping uh, our trajectory in life. Absolutely, yes. Who are some of the authors that you followed or that you read uh, over the years that continued to foster and to grow that mindset? Yeah, I think one of my biggest mindset um, um, authors was... Um, Joyce Myers, you know, sure. the Battlefield of the Mind. Um, like you said, I ha I am a very unique, I have a very unique business story. And so um, I feel like also too, coming from a Latino's, um, you know, mindset, um, it, it just was not, it, it's, I mean, if you think Houston is closed, imagine a Latino family who, ha who knows nothing about publishing and has never really been there. Um, and understands it quite. So my mom still quite doesn't understand what I do, but I mean, she sees everything. So she she kind of gets it and um, she supports it. But um, I think that Joyce Myers, Lisa Bevere, um, I've, I've had a lot of, um, I, I would say they're more like woman pastors who are leaders in, you know, in the church who I really just look up to, admire, and I read. I read a lot of investing books, Women for Investing, um, the basics of, of investing for women. I read a lot of books on women and mindset is what I really read a lot about. I'm surprised that uh, you're familiar with uh, Joyce Myers uh, because she's actually from my era in the boomer, uh, the, the boomer era. <laughs> yeah, she is. And she was one of the first women to actually come out and speak in the, in the mindset. And I think that that was a huge, huge shift for women. And I think Lisa Bevere as well, she's a very strong uh, woman who's a leader and, and just very about empowering women. And I think those two women I very much gravitated towards and really just um, they spoke to me in um, leadership style and just leadership in general. Um, and so that to me is, is who I've, I've looked up to and still just continue to, to read um, different books that they release. So I've been interviewing Latinos uh, now going on four years, and and I have heard all kinds of stories in this podcast and in my personal and professional life. Mindset is huge. Talk about the, the mindset that is required to be a successful entrepreneur. You know, I believe that entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Um, the world would not be able to function if everyone was an entrepreneur. However, I do believe that it is a skill that you can learn um, and it is something that um, as you gain experience, you become a businesswoman. Um, you don't just become a business person right out the gate. Um, I think that it has been a transform. For me, it's been a transformational journey. I do believe as a young entrepreneur, I'm not that young entrepreneur that I was when I first started. Um, and I think that the mindset that I've always just kept on going is 
if you don't have a vision, it's going to be very hard to um, continue going. If you are someone who wants to have a safety net, then a nine to five is definitely for you. Um, a safety net for us, it for me, is wanting to build something and wanting to own something of my own. And I feel like that's that's the mindset that I have. And so that's why I continue to build and build and build because I'm building something that, you know, I want to see built. And if, but if, if safety is something that you need in your life, then that definitely is important too. Um, it is, it is for me too, but I feel like you also have to be aware of the risk, the risk that you take. Um, there is great risk, but then there's also great rewards. And then there's rewards where you're just, you know, uh, seeing, um, five years later, 10 years later. So there's, if you can manage to see the vision and, and reap the rewards within a long time frame. That's really important. Um, patient, if you can be patient enough to know that these goals are not going to happen overnight, and just knowing that it's it's a process of what what you're doing and and where you're going. And I feel like if that mindset is something that you're willing to um, you know have and, and do, then you're going to be successful at it. And then you know you are meant to be an entrepreneur because a lot of the the rate for entrepreneurs is very very low it's it's a very um minimal like a, i want to say like 30 percent of entrepreneurs even make it in business because they don't know what they're actually doing right and i want to use your example because i'm getting ready to teach a workshop on entrepreneurship and these are the things that i teach and i want to use you as an example and i want you to give me feedback in your life's journey uh and tell me how this fits into into your evolution. So the first stage in entrepreneurship is is um, ignorant optimism. That's when you know you're thinking that you're going to take the world by storm, right? And you're just going to uh, get a web page, get your DBA, uh, get your LLC, and the rest is going to be history. So that's the the optimistic ignorance. Then when reality sits in that maybe you didn't have the right business plan, you didn't have the right business partner, you didn't have enough finance, it's like you, the first phase, a phase of entrepreneurship, that's when reality sets in and then you enter into pessimistic, conscious optim uh, pessimism because you think that you can't make it. Uh, so talk about your first phase in relation to the model that I'm laying out for the stages of entrepreneurship? Yeah, so for me, it's it's been, um, I would flip it a little bit and not say so much ignorance. I believe that- um, We can also say unconscious. It's like you're not aware. <laughs> yeah, so I would actually flip it and actually say that uh, optimism is, is a good way to look at it. Um, and, but I would also say that it's, um, you know, your will um, of, what, of what you're doing. Um, I've- I've known I've known from the very beginning that where I started was not going to be where I ended. I just didn't know what it was going to be exactly and what it was going to look like. Um, so I've been very fortunate to be able to um, pivot in my business, um, invest, reinvest into my business in the direction that I want to go into and start new and different directions. Um, so I always knew that and I had that in the back of my mind. But if you um, start start and you think that you know it all there's you don't you need i would recommend getting smarter people around you and i would recommend 
um, keeping smarter people who have been successful around you. Um, if it's if you don't, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, people who don't have others around them who have been successful, they're most likely not going to be successful. Um, I I would definitely say get a board. Um, if you're just starting out and you don't know what you're doing and you are ignorant, um, get smarter people around you. Create your board. Your I mean, pe- there's people out there who would love to see other young entrepreneurs succeed who would get behind them just to advise them on different strategies. I'm a strategist by nature. And so to me, strategies come very naturally. And so I'm, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm able to move as quickly as I can in business. And I can see other people's business and and how they can move as well. And there's others as well that can do that. And I can advise you on that. So taking out the ignorance part and removing I got that. I got the right word for you. Uninformed. Uninformed optimism. <laughs> uninformed. How's, yeah. How's that's that? You like that? I mean, you know, if you're, you're uninformed and you're starting, you can create a board. And I would say create a board around yes. yourself. Yes. Place those people that know more about the business than you do. And, and and sell them on your business plan or your business idea. The business plan will also change. So it's not right. something that has to be set in stone, but the idea does have to be written down so that all parties can understand it and see it and know it. You're listening to Latinos Who Thrive with special guest, Christina Rodriguez. We'll be right back. Are you ready to unlock your full potential and embark on a journey of limitless knowledge and boundless creativity? Look no further than Wizard Academy, where dreams become reality. At Wizard Academy, they are not just a school. They're a community of visionaries, dreamers, and achievers. Whether you're a student, a working professional, or someone looking to reinvent yourself, Wizard Academy has a place for you. I know because I'm a graduate of the World Changers class of 2007 when I worked in print media. Imagine being guided by industry experts where innovation knows no bounds and where your passions are transformed into skills. Their cutting-edge programs span technology, business, arts, and more. You'll discover the magic within you and you will it with confidence. At Wizard Academy, they embrace diversity and creativity, and they celebrate your unique journey. So be sure to join them in the heart of innovation, where the extraordinary becomes ordinary. Visit them at www.wizardacademy.org now to explore their lineup of courses, faculty, and the incredible success stories of this community. Your future is waiting. Unleash your inner wizard today. Are you looking to take your career to the next level? Do you want to stand out from the crowd and make a lasting impression? Then look no further. Introducing the ultimate game changer, the Escalante Public Speaking Mastery Course. In today's competitive world, effective communication is the key to success. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, the ability to speak confidently and persuasively is a game changer. I know, because I have lived through it. That's why the Public Speaking Mastery course is here to unlock your full potential. The comprehensive course is designed to transform your public speaking skills from good 
to Extraordinary. I will be guiding you through a step-by-step process, helping you overcome stage fright, craft compelling messages, and deliver impactful presentations. When I took the Dale Carnegie School of Public Speaking and Human Relations, it changed my life and I will be able to help you do the same. My career in journalism and training and development was built on having the skills to be able to communicate to a team or thousands. I hold nothing back. I will give you all my trade secrets and how you can thrive and crush it. Imagine walking into a boardroom and captivating your audience with your powerful presence. Picture yourself confidently leading meetings, delivering persuasive pitches, and commanding attention in every interaction. With a public speaking mastery course, you'll be equipped with the skills to excel in any professional situation. If you're ready to take the step and supercharge your career, enroll in the public speaking mastery course today. All the information and the cost is in the show notes. Don't let fear hold you back. Unlock your potential, elevate your career, and become a master of public speaking. Go to the show notes to register today to secure your spot in the next session of Public Speaking Mastery Course. Public Speaking Mastery Course, empowering professionals, transforming careers. Act now and make a lasting impression in every opportunity that comes your way. You will be glad you did and you will thrive for the rest of your life. We now return you to Latinos Who Thrive with special guest, Christina Rodriguez. Give us the secret sauce of how you formed your board. Because this, I know what what you're uh, referring to, but the average listener doesn't know how to form a board. So tell us how you did it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like um, it's not something that you're taught about, but I feel like more, more and more it's being spoken about because... Um, people do want to learn how to uh, position themselves in business better. And one of the ways is your network. Um, I I didn't um, work on my network throughout high school. So if you can start out in high school building your network, then that will will increase your chances when you get out of college. I didn't start building my network until um, I was in college and then afterwards. And then I just have continued to build it from there. But because of the industry that I am in and the things that I do do, it has placed me around a lot of very smart um, billion dollar people. Yes. And so for me, it's it's been an, an very um, interesting to see that dynamic because yeah. I was like, man, if I would have been able to have them. When I was in high school, I, you know, would have been able to get a lot further and faster where I'm at right now. But it's okay because I just in God's timing. But um, it definitely is. If you're in high school, start then. If you're in middle school, start then. Just as, as soon as you can, start building your network and just knowing that you need smarter individuals around you to guide you, at least to point you or to at least give you advice. And it has to come from advice where people have been in business or people have you know, um, multi-million dollar companies have investments over, you know, a certain amount. Um, I always look over at least 10000 a month, just different amounts of money so that you can assure yourself that these people really know what they're doing and they, they what they say is actually legit. Right. And just to add to what you're, you're saying, uh, a lot of big companies uh, were started by uh, close friends. 
from uh, from grade school or high school or college. Look at uh, Apple. Uh, Steve Jobs and Wozniak were good friends, and they started Apple. And the guys from Airbnb, they were they were two close friends. Uh, one was an artist, starving artist, and and they were able to establish a multi billion dollar company. Let's go on to inform pessimism. This is when reality sets in. This is when you need to pivot. You need to be flexible and you need to pivot. You need to keep going forward. You need to uh, revisit your strategy and see whether you have the right strategy. Talk to us in your journey about uh, informed pessimism. So I was very fortunate to be able to pivot with my company because I've, I've known from the very beginning that where I started was not going to be where I ended. Um, where I am now is is where I know I will be for um, now until eternity. But um, in the very beginning, it was very easy for me to pivot because that's not where I wanted to be. Um, so my pessimistic viewpoint was always there, I, could, I guess you could say. Um, but it's just being open to the idea. Um, if you're close-minded, it's going to be a little bit difficult because if you're close-minded and you also learning, um, you never stop learning. There, I mean, every single day, even technology, it changes and we learn and we're learning about technology. Just, you know, a couple of year, a year ago, AI wasn't even um, available as it is to us at, like it is now. Um, just a year ago, nobody even knew about what NFT technology was. Just a year ago, blockchain technology has been around for quite a while, but it wasn't as big of information as it is now. The actual industry fintech wasn't even invented. It wasn't even on the scene and people didn't know about it until about two years ago. So it's just continuing to learn and to stay open-minded um, because if you are close-minded, it's going to be very difficult um, for you to pivot. It's just knowing that if it's the right direction that you want to go and it leads you to obtain the goals that you have, then you should lean into it and you should go in that direction. Okay. The next one may not apply to you because because it from what you're telling me, I don't think you've ever faced this. It's called the Valley of Despair. That's where it's uh, make or break. It's like you gave it your best and you're faced with a moment of choices. Do you keep going or do you just basically shut down and pivot to something else or go get a job uh, to regroup, uh, to launch another venture or take the lessons learned so that you can reposition yourself and reinvent the company. And I've seen that with some uh, entrepreneurs, but they may not apply to you. So you really can't speak to that. But let's go to informed optimism. Well, I do. I do want to speak to it. I do want to say okay. this much part. I think that um, in the very beginning, when I first started, I was just like, if this doesn't work, then, you know, like, what is the worst that can do that can happen? I feel like if the worst is that could happen, I can go. I quit and I go get a job. Right. That's the worst, right? I mean, like um, having a business, that's the worst thing you could do. You're, you're going to either, you're not failing because it's, you learn. I feel like the only failure you failure you ever, you know, um, that happens to you is if you didn't really take anything from that part that wasn't as successful as you thought it was going to be. But if you failed and you just quit, then yeah, you could call it failure. But if you failed and you learned and you re-strategized and you kept on going, then that's not failure. That was just using failure as your stepping stone. Um, I also believe that you can, you know, look at um, other people who have, you know, failed as well 
and they they've stopped and i feel like the game doesn't stop like the the game keeps on going and if you want to if you look at business as a game it's just it's a sport you know and the numbers that we're putting up is just revenue it's profit share and in order to get profit share it's like how are you going to build your team how's your team going to be built who is going to be on your team and it's like it's like having a winning team and it's like having a product that that people want to buy so it's like running the play that you're going to play and playing it well and it's like having the right things in place so that you can learn if you drop the ball or if you you know have the ball in your hand and you move on to the next year and the next year after that and you have to know that those first three years are very hard and very difficult um i love playing the game but my passion is helping people so my passion has always been helping people to be successful at what they want to be so that has led me to be very successful and, and able to pivot and able to keep running with the ball because um, there's others that I could still hand off the ball to and then continue playing the game and continue putting up numbers. Sure. If you end up uh, failing at something, I call it getting a master's degree or a PhD in how not to do things. <laughs> so that you can, <laughs> Yeah, so that exactly. You, so that you can use that degree on how to do it properly. Yeah. So yeah. it's not a loss. It's like you gained the <laughs> lesson, valuable lesson that you earned your degree. Uh, we finally get to the the stage of informed optimism, and that's where are you're coming out of the dark valley of despair. You're coming into um, informed optimism, where things are clicking. It's like your your past experience now. You know how to pivot quickly. You know how to fail quickly on a project. Uh, if it's not going properly, you know how to recruit, how to fire. Again, you're coming of age, and you're entering into that Im informed optimism. Which, from uh, what you're describing, that's where you're at. Yeah, I do. I do believe that. I do believe that I am now final, uh, the young entrepreneur that started um, as a makeup artist, um, a makeup ac academy owner. I think that that was the greatest um, business that I could have started. And I think that anyone who wants to work on themselves and wants to become their higher self, you should start a business. Sure. I think that's the greatest form to become a better person, a better individual. Um, and if you want to work on your mindset and actually um, developing yourself into your highest potential, I think you should start a business. So I think that that was like the best thing that could have happened for me. And I feel like I am truly now um, at the point where I have gone through different phases of business. Um, and that I am now where I am um, supposed to be. And that has led me through every phase of my business to where I am now. And I'm very thankful for that because I didn't gain experience through a regular um, marketing firm because I built my own marketing firm and I got my own clients. So I had my own firm. I didn't get the experience from uh, working at a um, magazine uh, magazine company like Vogue or Cosmopolitan because I built my own magazine and I sold my own ads and I and I did my own events and I've done my own um, PR for it. So I've I've learned the actual skills um, through my own building and so I feel like now I'm able to I am in a place where okay I've I've done that um, and I I know exactly where this business is supposed to be and and I'm going to continue building it here in Houston, um, you know, and, and of course, um, just going back and forth to different cities. Sure. 
The final stage is success and fulfillment, which uh, you're quickly accelerating now. You're picking up speed because you got the right people, uh, the connections, you got the resources, you got the experience, you got the contacts, you got the clients, and and you tend to grow exponentially because of that. You finally get to that that sweet spot to where things are clicking, things are going your way. Now, for listeners that are listening to this interview, uh, Christina, if you were to distill your entire business ethos, what are the five secrets that have gotten you to where you are? Self-discipline, okay. self-sacrifice, habits, reading, learning, and rest. Okay. You got to pace yourself for sure because you can burn out if you don't, if you don't pace yourself. And the discipline is the grit that you need to stick with it. Some of the latest research suggests the most successful people are not necessarily the smartest, but it's the ones that master the mundane, the minutiae, the boring stuff that you and I know that is required uh, to be able to succeed in business, that no one's going to do it for you. You got to do it for yourself whenever you're a solopreneur until you can hire someone to do it. You got to master those boring things. And most people don't have the discipline and the grit. They'd rather go party on a weekend as opposed to working on their business or reading a good business book. Yeah, absolutely. I spend my I spend my weekend reading, catching up, uh, reading on the new technology, reading on anything that I can learn to I um to better my myself and my position of my of my company and what we're what we're doing. It's to me, I don't really find partying that exciting. So I feel like reading a book is so much more thrilling to me because I gain so much more out of it because sure. that one book, I can put so much more into what I'm doing. Feeding your mind and always learning new things. Yeah, you do. You have to continue learning and staying open because it just, everything changes. Technology changes so quickly and you have to be able to adapt as well. How are you involved in uh, philanthropic endeavors? How do you give back to the community? So I um, have my own nonprofit it's called Pretty Smart Foundation. Every summer I work with young girls in the Houston area and we host hackathons. So a hackathon is a um, series of workshops that we work with young girls from ages 8 to 18. And these workshops, we teach them about emerging tech, which is NFT technology, AI, and Web3. And then we show them how to put a actual tech project together. And then we actually help them pitch their tech project to our um, judges. And then we give the girls first place, second place, and third place prize money. So first place is 500, second place is 300, third place is 200. And uh, we help them to create their own tech company. And then they pitch it to our judges. And then whoever wins gets first, second, and third place. And I do that every year. And I've been doing that for the past two years. Um, and then before that, we were working with young girls and teaching them how to code. Um, but right now, it's just going to continue evolving into more hackathons, more pitch contests, and um, financial help, um, and also to learning about cryptocurrency, which is the future. And we need a lot of girls to know about it, learn about it. We need to change so many depressing statistics. Um, and if I'm going to have young girls one day, I want it to be different for them than what it is for me. Um, you know, women have, have broken a lot of glass ceilings. Latinas have broken a lot of glass ceilings. Latinas are still breaking glass ceilings. 
but I think that there's still a lot more work to do for us and Latinos as well. And so I I want to do that and and I hope to do that with the philanthropic work that I am doing in, in Houston right now. I love it. Your own chart tank. <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, like we we had, you know, and it amazed me at how these young girls um, and how, you know, our Houston education system is, is failing at the, for these young kids. But um, and, and just in general, um, the companies, the tech companies that these girls come up with and the ideas that these, you know, uh, companies and what they can do, it just, it amazes me. And it just always leaves me in awe of what the next generation can do or can accomplish. And I know that um, when I was younger, there was um, other programs like this, not like this, right? Because they were different, but that touched me, that that directed me, that that led me into, you know, having a positive effect on me. And so I hope that with this um, program that we put on every summer, it does that exact same thing and and pushes them to, I hope for one day we see some tech founders and it was because of the hackathons and the programs that Pretty Smart put on every summer. No question about it. Uh, tech is here to stay and AI is a very fast emerging technology. How are you using uh, AI in your business? I use AI every single day. So AI is my assistant and it assists me in many different tasks um, from my everyday um, business operations that I do. I don't believe that it will replace me. Um, and so if you're reading those headlines um, to scare you, put fear in you. Anything that scares you, put fear in you is just clickbait. I wouldn't listen into it, if anything. Um, for me, AI is something that's going to work for me. Um, I'm not going to work for it. And if you don't know how to use AI, you should learn how to use AI because, like I said, the ones who are going to get left behind are the ones who don't know how to use AI. So don't get left behind. Learn how to use AI because it's going to it's here to assist you and to help you. Any final words, Christina? I want to say thank you. Thank you for bringing me on to your podcast. It's, it's been a pleasure and it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to this um, when it comes out. And just want to say thank you for having me on your show. We got to have you back and follow your trajectory. Yeah, that'll be great. It's been a journey for sure. And I know that um, it'll be different next time I speak with you as well. Well, that's going to do it, friends. Until next week, go out and thrive.